What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another weekly episode of That Tattoo Show. My name is Chris. And I'm Paul. And this week, we are going to be doing something pretty cool. I mean, like, we do something cool every week, to be fair. Like, you know, yeah, we try to. Seems we are the coolest uh, collection of podcasts <laughs> and videos that are on on are YouTube. You, are you making that official? We're the coolest podcast. <laughs> coolest collection of videos. Like, okay. uh, it, as, as, a, as a singular video, it might not be cool, but as a collection, it might be, you know, you know, it's, it's that thing in here. When you have collections of things, it just makes you cool as fuck. Like, I can see where but, this um, is going. Can you see where it's going? I can see, I can where, see where, where it's going. going. <laughs> yeah, I can see where it's going. But, <laughs> we got Coming up on the show this week, uh, we've got no news <laughs> for you. Um, there is a little bit that I want to I, I want to hit on, but it's in one of the comments, so I'll cover that there. We wanted to do some um, some comments, um, and we get lots of comments on the channel. Thank you everybody for commenting. We, we enjoy reading yes, them. Yes, thank you. But we don't always get rounds to answering them all because we're busy and we're jobbing as tattooists, as you know. And so sometimes I, I know, started collecting things as well. Yeah, we can see where this is going. And sometimes we don't get around to it. So what we thought we'd do this week, we'd have a Q&A episode. Uh, I'm going to read out the comments and Chris is going to answer them. And uh, when the answer is for me, I'll answer them myself. Uh, and we'll see where we go. And we're going to try and get through as many of these comments as we can. I've got about 30, I think, but I don't think we're going to get all of them done. Go on, we'll try. But we'll do as many as we'll we possibly can. First collection of questions and answers. <laughs> All right, then. Here we go. Question number go one on. for you, Chris. Yes. From Trey Johnson 561. Have you used, sorry, have you used the Peak Solace Pro? It looks like a decent all-round machine. I haven't used the Peak Solace Pro, um, so no. But what I do know, what I have learned about the Peak Solace Pro is the Peak Solace Pro is designed and manufactured, well, not sorry, it's designed by Peak, manufactured by Dragon Hawk. So the chances are it's probably going to be very similar to a lot of the mass machines that are out there. Um, but yeah, I will get around to it at some point. They're just it, It's one of those machines that doesn't really interest me because when you have machines that are very similar to mast machines that are a lot more expensive than a mast machine, it's probably the only time I would say to you, buy a mast machine because it's made by the same people. There you go. Right, next one. Real Caesar Art 1150. Does the Cobra hit harder than the Scorpion? I mean, when you have the hardest setting on them, how do they compare? I have no idea. I've never used the machines. Okay, right, moving on. But, but, no, hang on, moving but, uh, on, that's no, 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 it, I no, just no. want... But I have been told that they're we'll basically the same motors and same drive mechanisms, that's all. So they're the same. <clears throat> right, uh, Expedition Hawk, when can we expect part two of the Tenitas Profit T100, smiley face? Uh, when I get the machine back of Barber DTS. Brilliant. Uh, Non-Fang Fan says... How long does it take to charge batteries from zero to 100, question mark? Anyone, question mark? And that's on Critical Connect wireless foot switch and battery long-term oh, review. I, I, I honestly don't pay attention because I just, I'm tattooing. I just, I, I, I unplug one when it's ran out and then 
put it on charge and it's always charged by the time I need to use it again. Probably like a, an hour to two hours maybe, I think, I don't know. Next comment, Suchmo18 says, nice review, and this is on the master review by the look of it. Uh, this, however, is not a very good represent representation of the new generation of budget machines and is not worth the money. You all should do some research on quality budget machines, i.e. the Ambition Soldier, Torped, as well as the Hummingbird Mini Rotary, which some say is better than the Bishop Micro Angelo for just $100. Ambition and Xnet both make quality offerings for under $200. Okay, uh, I would not touch Ambition machines with a fucking barge pole because they... <laughs> Come have... on, Chris, get off the fence. <laughs> no, this is, our, this is our principle, right? The If you look at the Ambition machines, right, the Ambitions basically have taken the Bishop design, the Bishop 1 designs. All they've done is they've copied someone's intellectual property and out of principle I cannot promote the brand that breaches copyright um, the Hummingbird machines they make a couple of ones that are good uh, a lot of these companies do however get their stuff made by Dragonhawk so they're all the fucking same really now to turn around and say that a $200 machine is going to be better than a thousand dollar machine or five hundred dollar machine made by a different company that's debatable because you don't know how much research and development has gone into testing if the materials are going to be any good a lot of these kind of like companies that make the copy machines don't really care about the longevity of the materials because they sell them so cheaply they just want to get make they reverse engineer stuff sell it as cheaply as i can that's going to come up later in the comments at all sorry uh the happy bird i have done a I have done a Hummingbird review. Uh, it's on here somewhere, Hummingbird Bronk. You know, it's an all right machine. Uh, the power supply lets it down. Okay. Victor Mendoza, Oz4FZ. What voltages do you run for lining and shading on the flux? Um, it depends what kind of tattoo I'm doing. Like, uh, generally, when I'm lining, I use about 8 volts. Like, the voltage range I run it on is between, like, four and nine is the highest I've gone with it. So if I, yeah, so it depends. Like, if I want to go for, like, that stipple shading, I'll do it on about four, five volts, sorry. Uh, five volts of stipple shading. Um, yeah, and then, like, just generally between seven and nine, depending on the needle grouping. Ideally, you want to just match your hand speed with the machine. There you go. Pro tip. Uh, Steve W. Ride 160 says, love the show, would spelt incorrectly, like to see a review of Biotac Glide and Green Soap. I'd never heard of Biotac Glide. Or, I mean, I've heard of Green Soap. Which Green Soap do you want a review of? Biotac Glide is a new process butter that's come out that is probably jumping on a new trend of uh, not happening, because we can't use lidocaine in the UK. So they're using clove oil as a numbing agent because clove oil has some sort of numbing properties in it. So, you know, it's like if Biotat are watching and you want to send us some, feel free to send it. I've got another one. Got another one for you on the Flux Max. Uh, all in capitals. Sava, 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 5459. Hello, you, spelt like Prince, forgot to speak about the E-Give. Will be nice to tell. I'm doing that because it's all in capital, so it's shouty. You are, I thought I did speak about it. You are an honest artist and we love this. Uh, so apparently you didn't talk about the E-Give on the Flux Thank Max. <sighs> yeah, to be fair, like E-Give is the same across all the board. They made a couple of different changes on it. I think, I, I can't remember now, I'll have to watch the video again. I'm sure I touched on it by saying, like, I don't bother with E-Give. I don't think, like, the idea of E-Give is good in 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 theory, 
but I just don't see the point in Egive. Like, I, I get the idea of it, and I think like having the similar feeling of a coil, like, like that bogging down, the slowing down, would help you if you're somebody who wants to transition from coils to rotaries. But generally, I, I don't see the point in electronic Okay, gifts. right. Wayne Dyson, 55, says, Review two remake machines. That's an instruction. By Stigma. The Thorn 2.0 and the Spear Type 2.0. I want the gold-plated edition. All right. Um, if they want to send me them, then, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. review them. Okay. This is one we can both probably do. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wednesdays, 77.91. Nice review, dude. Any chance of a Mickey Sharps hybrid review? Yes, they're fucking great. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah buy awesome them. They're machines. fucking awesome. Like, yeah. you won't, like, it's, what are they about? 140 quid, 150 quid? Fucking great machine. I think they might have gone up a little bit now, probably like 170 or something like that. Uh, but yeah, do you know what? They're, they're fucking great Absolutely machines. Absolutely great. Buy one, like, you won't be disappointed. I, that was one of the first machines yeah, I had. Yeah, me too. Absolute banger of a, of a coil machine. Brilliant. Right. Ollie CJ Tattoo says, I want to move from a walking shop to being appointment only and try to do the designs and style I prefer, but rely on a lot on the shop for clientele as I seem to be struggling to build a following. Do you have any advice at all? Uh, this is uh, long game stuff. So what you've got to do is you've got to keep putting your artwork out there. You've got to keep finding people to have it. You, you know, I recruited as many of my friends as I possibly could to put tattoos on them so that I could take nice photographs and put them out there. Uh, it's it, it takes a long time. Uh, it's not something that you can do overnight. You need to promote yourself on social media. You need to get yourself a website. You need to work really hard at getting that stuff out there. Offer your own stuff out at either a discount or free so that you can get more of that stuff out there. The simple truth is people won't come to you for work unless you show it them first. And sometimes yeah. I think of this like from almost from like a musical point of view where I go, look, you've got to do the demo to get the record deal but you have to pay for yeah. the demo yourself. So to me, it was like, well, I need to build a portfolio so that I can get work, so I've got to pay for the portfolio myself. So you're tattooing for free. Get your work out there. It's the only way to do it. You've got to invest in the future of your career. That's what you do. Yeah, I was. I would say it's like double check with the, the studio that you're working in to make sure if they're cool with you, maybe working after hours or offering out a reduced rate. Because some studios might not be cool with you doing it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Check with your studio and make sure they're happy with it. Uh, yeah. Okay, Yellow Brand 3524 uh, says, Sorry to say, but you guys are childishly naive about what AI can do in only a couple of years. Remember there was a... Oh, fucking hell. This Yellow Brand I... 3524 did loads and loads of comments telling us we just had no clue what we're talking about. Okay. AI is going to take over the world. Robot overlords are going to be fucking running the world in 20 minutes. Uh, way more invested in the subjects of AI than we were. Okay, go on then, okay. you go first, then I can add something to it. I've slept since then, I forgot about the AI conversation, and I honestly couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> right, so I've got a little bit of news about AI that, care, that, like. that's, come up, that's come up this week. The, um, in America, uh, the American law people, whatever they're called, uh, they've decided, they've passed this and it's been written into law in the States now, that... Any artwork created using AI cannot be uh, protected under copyright because it doesn't fall into the uh, the field of creation for artwork. So any AI-generated artwork is not defendable under copyright. It's completely copyright-free. 
in America anyway. So what does as that so what does that mean in regards to like say for example with the if if they've used if you can tell that the AI system has used your artwork to create an image, like is there a way you can like how does that work? Um, I've not I'm not sure it's going to have to be proved in law. I just know that if you make a whole slew of artwork to sell on your um, social media and somebody took it down and reprinted oh, it and sold it on an Etsy shop, you've got yeah, you've, there's nothing you can, can do. do. It's not yours. It's considered to be in the public domain, and that's that. It's not defendable. Yeah, because you are actually it, creating no. a new. So, 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 and I, I imagine that's probably going to get followed around the world. Um, I'm sure that AI is going to do a lot of things in the next couple of years. It's going to do stuff that none of us could imagine. Uh, but I will stand by what I said in the episode. AI is a tool. If you use the tool, it's exactly the same as a, a camera. Uh, cameras didn't destroy uh, painting, and AI won't destroy art because AI is not going to generate its own ideas anytime soon. It's going to be used as a tool. Uh, Tyrette Stell uh, comments and says, I'm an apprentice at 54. And I think that's like mm, tongue out thing, uh, lol. Uh, all, all I've got to say to that is congratulations, get on with it, have fun, keep scribbling, you know, show us your work. We'd love to see what you're up to. Uh, keep doodling, like, keep, get your doodles done. Yeah, keep like going, we all do, just doodling yeah. along, yeah. Santan says, what are your thoughts on the shorty back battery pack? I imagine it feels a lot lighter than the bigger one, or am I wrong? Thanks for these vids, man. What's your thoughts on the critical shorty versus the bigger? It, it is lighter. Yeah, depending on what machine you use. I I, I prefer like the, the shorty ones because obviously it's less weight on the back and that. Yeah, they're good, they're nice. You, know, if you you can tackle most of the day we want, depending on the machine. Annika Garrett, 4208, says, let's be honest, the probability of becoming a millionaire tattooer is very low. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is very low. <laughs> right, moving on. Zequibus. Hi, guys. Long-term listener. Can you review the new cheap, spelt incorrectly, thermal printer on Amazon clones off brother machines, dot R Studio has Epson... Uh, I think that means our studio has Epson and two old school machines. So I imagine they're talking about Thermofaxes. Once worth by brother Get or brother getting one them. Not be funny. Like I know Paul Paul is the brother man, right? But Paul put me on to brother machines, the brother thermal PJ, whatever it's fucking called. What was it the one I had? PJ663. I've had that for fucking 10 years. Yeah, my, my seven... I think. I've had it for my years. My 723 like, is going, still going strong. My 623 is still going strong, yeah. strong, even though I don't own it anymore. It's with uh, a mate of mine that I gave it to. This is a perfect example, right? You could go online and you can buy one of those cheap clone machines of that thermal printer because it is a cheap clone. It's not the real thing. That might only last you for one year. And then like every year you might end up buying another one and buying another one. I bought one brother PJ663 and I have been using that every day. There's three artists in our shop and we've used that nonstop and it's still going strong. Yeah. And that same principle applies to when you buy fucking and cheap shit. just in case you are interested in uh, thermal printers uh, and in particular brother ones, uh, I've been, I have been for the last sort of four or five months now, I've been road testing the new 800 series. So I've got the, I've got Ooh. the 800 series and I can honestly say, uh, I think from a printing point of view, it's going to be a game changer. A couple of things uh, that are slightly different that we're going to have to get used to working with. But uh, so far, I mean, all the guys have been using it in the shop for the last month and we haven't, 
We haven't yeah. had, in a month, four artists all printing to it all day long. We haven't had a single paper jam. We haven't had a single failed stencil. We haven't had any problems. It's really, really good. A review for that is coming up from me in the near future once I've got the go-ahead, you know, from uh, Brother. Moving on, Chuck Day 4377 says, Hello, my name is Chuck Day. I'm a tattooer in the US. There are a few tattoo conventions here that will host a three-day seminar for artists after the conventions. This is why we were talking about rethinking tattoo conventions. Check out mm. Explorer Tattoo Conference. The guys from Explorer do a great job of bringing some of the top artists in the industry together for three days of learning, growth and camaraderie. Other conventions have started following suit. I enjoy your show very much. It's nice to hear perspectives from artists across the globe. Take care. Uh, thanks for the info. That Thank sounds you. That sounds really good. I hope more conventions around the world... Uh, start seeing this and start thinking about bringing back artist days and education days because I think the time is right for us doing it. I think uh, on that news, because we're going to be at the Isle of Wight show at the, later in the year, and uh, the, the conversation that's been going on with Philip at Isle of Wight, it's, I think they're trying to put together an education day at the, at the beginning of the show. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You know. Right, moving on. Parker Collins, 75. Uh, this is really more of a comment than anything that needs an answer. Totally agree with the concept of talking to future clients at a convention. My first visit to one was XL London, and other than Paul, I didn't speak to anyone, even if I hovered about their table looking at their art, trying to make eye contact, contact for conversation. Maybe next time. Right, so we went all around the convention and only got to talk to me. <laughs> I, I think with that though, it's like when you're tattooing, you're so engrossed with what you're doing. Like, you know, just shout this. Because like even in Brighton, a few people are like, oh, I wanted to say hello. I'm like, just fucking say hello. Like, isn't it? But, it, shout but people, like, oh, the thing me, is, when I... you're doing that and you have got your head down, people don't want to interrupt you. And they, and they also get worried that it, you're going you know, to go bugger off, you know, that kind of thing, I suppose. Right. Yeah, you ain't going to do, do that. that. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Xander Lurks. To be fair... I think most creative people are introverted to a degree, lol. And then PD13 Tattoo said, I can totally relate. Uh, yeah, me too, guys. Yeah, that's, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, conventions and how I'm not in real life anywhere near as confident as I am talking to this camera, talking to actual humans. Sorry about that. Uh, don't be disappointed when you meet me. I am a little bit socially awkward. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Mila Prinsloo, 522. Uh, it's commenting on one of the, you know, the story videos that we do. Uh, uh, this one was, use what you have, do what you can, start today. Thanks so much for this. Months later, and I still, and this is still making an impact. I absolutely needed this. I've been driving myself nuts thinking of all the things I still need to do. And all I really needed to do is just get stuck in and worry about everything else when the time actually comes. Enjoy your show so much. Thank you so much for that comment. Um, some more content. Yeah, uh, some more con content along those lines is coming. I'm currently scripting some stuff uh, because I've been asked to, to pick up this story, you know, from tea making onwards of how I got into tattooing. So we're going to film that. Uh, we've come up with a format for filming it that I think will be very entertaining and enjoyable while I tell you stories of how I got into tattooing, etc. So look out for that on the channel. Don't forget to subscribe, obviously, and you'll get notifications of when we put new content out. And in case you haven't seen it, the Zero episode for the Left Handed series is on the channel now. I've, I've put one up for the show Southpaw. 
uh, and that's coming up very soon. So once I've finished filming that, then I'll start filming this other stuff that I'm talking about. Gin, Gin Ink Tattoos 5138 says, Nice, finally someone makes video about what's uh, to be a tattoo artist. Is normally no glory, just a job, and even that cannot be great. Thanks for doing this. And that's on the true cost of tattooing when we're talking about, you know, tattooing can be a job sometimes, you know? It is a fucking job. And we have, it, it, ta tattooing, right, is a job. We provide a service and we have customers. That is what tattooing is. And we respect our customers. Or, or we're just absolute pop stars. Uh, and completely egotistical and... Rock and roll! Uh, and arrogant. Uh, Leodge... Sandoval3669 says, how do you disconnect the Bluetooth? People keep messing with it while I'm in the middle of a tattoo. And that's on the FK Irons Unibolt. Can you turn off the Bluetooth on a Unibolt? Because people keep changing his voltage while he's tattooing. No, 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 no. You, you can't. I'm sure you, I'm sure you have to pair them up or something. I'm sure there's a way you pair, you pair them up. So... Yeah, yeah, you can't switch it <laughs> maybe, off. Maybe you need to add um, that feature. Yeah, but it's, they probably do need to be paired, I would imagine. Yeah, I think you've got to pair it. So I don't think you can have like one battery on. Somebody's on messing with you, mate. Somebody's messing with you. Phones. But to be fair, I, I, again, I like it, it's one of those features that, you know, yeah, it's cool and all that. I like, but I don't, yeah. I never use it. Okay, PD13 tattoos. Hi, Paul. Uh, he's commenting on my brother stencil settings. Hi, Paul. I'm just wondering if with your settings, is it possible to print gradients? Thanks. I have no idea. Uh, I don't print gradients in my tattoo. I just literally print lines. Uh, you know, go watch uh, yeah. any one of the stencil making videos that I've made, and you'll see that I don't believe that printing gradients and pictures off the internet is a good idea for making stencils. It's a much better idea to make a proper stencil. It'll hold longer. Uh, it'll cause you a lot less stress in your tattoo. It's not the it's not the way yeah. to go. Printing print pictures like that are just not the way to go. Uh, make proper stencils. Jonathan Peralta two three four five four. Bishop Packer versus Flux. Which one is a better all-rounder? I'd appreciate the feedback. And then Anyway22 comments and says, same, especially for fine lining. What do you reckon, Chris? Bishop Packer versus the Flux. Well, I, I think the pack... Better all-rounder? No, uh, I think no. A Flux is a better all-rounder um, because it's, okay. it's designed to be kind of like an all-rounding an all all machine. The Packer is designed to be a colour packer. You can use it for lining. Um... Fine line work though. I don't know. Like I think with fine line work, I I, I go with a shorter stroke short machine. Stroke. I wouldn't do fine yeah, line work with something. Stroke. Yeah, you got more chance of blowouts and things like that. And somebody did make a comment about like single fucking lines, and I'm just like, don't even bother. Tight three, fuck the single liners. Burner eight oh three is commenting on the Imala needles review that you did, and he asks, are these the same needles on Amazon rebranded with the name A minus one? Fuck knows. You have to buy a box and find out. Lemmy Inc. 1805 says, I recently got a used PJ733 and it doesn't print anything on, reg on a regular paper. When I use stencil paper, it get jammed. I try different density. Help, please. Uh, go and watch the video. Just go and watch it. All the information you need is in the video. Just watch the whole video. That's all you got to do and it'll explain everything. You know, if you watch the whole video and you don't skip through it, you get all the information. If you're watching the tutorial, watch it from beginning to end. RTFM, innit? I do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, 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 what I, one thing I fucking noticed, right, is people will go on the videos that we've made that 
all the information's in the video, and rather than fucking watch it, they'll ask you a question, and you know that the answer to the question that they've asked you is in the fucking video, and it's just like... I spent so much time making that video to not sit here and answer a fucking comment because you cannot be asked to watch the video. I may as well just fucking, just do a Q&A fucking website. Well, you could just put up a 30 second video because that's, that's the kind of comment that comes from just off the thumbnail. It's like, you got to watch the video at the very least. Yeah. You know what I mean? So please watch the vid. Watch the video. Watch the video. All right, so Kevin, Kevin Smith, uh, G-U-X-M, G-U-8-X-M, is commenting on the correct tattoo needle video that we did a, a couple of years ago. Good video, lads. Thumbs up. When using straight mags, though, I feel like they cause more trauma to the skin than curved mags. Uh, the tattoo seems to stay red for days. Is this common? Curved mags, do they create more trauma? Uh, straight mags, do you think they create more trauma than curved? I think if you're not used to using them, possibly. Also, what I think as well, it depends on what kind of brand you're using. So certain brands... If you have a, a, a curved mag, the end of the edge of the tip is usually curved to go with the magnum. The problem you've got is certain needle companies then or cartridge companies, because they're all getting their shit made by the same manufacturer, they aren't putting straight edge tips. They're keeping the tips curved. Yeah. So like yeah. if you've got like a curved tip with a straight fucking mag coming out, you're going to have more needles sticking out either side than you are in the centre, and that potentially then can cause more trauma to the skin because you are putting, you know, two sides of it are going to be going in deeper yep. than, than they should be. So if you are going to be using straight mags, make sure that the the the, the, the cartridge kind of receiver or the, the, the straight, tip yeah. has got a straight edge as well. Yep. Makes it's important that the profile of the tip matches the profile of the needle, otherwise you are going to catch an edge all the time. George Lupascu, 5488, uh, says, You are a global treasure, mate. Yes, I am. Thank you. He's not a global treasure, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> Peter Manlove, 7429, says, I am using the machine for a few months now, and to be honest, I find it better than my Bishop ones. Hopefully they will get into UK market with Barber DTS. The machine worth the place in the market. And that's on the Profit T100. Is that AI Tenetus? AI Tenetus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to each their own. Some people will like that. Some people will like other machines. But like, what I like about the AI Tenetus is, you know, you've got a machine that's got the same motor as some of the high-end brands that are selling machines for like $1,000 plus, and they're selling theirs for like $600 yeah. plus, and it's got an app, it's got a wireless foot switch, it's got all the fucking shit that all these other big companies have, and they're able to there do it go. cheaper. Once to watch the AI Tenetus, once to have a look at. Tom P3770, uh, good episode again, guys. The problem with... Yeah, thanks. Uh, the problem with Akers, they have jumped on the social media bandwagon and add a lot of artists who do not have many years and will tell them what they want to hear. Uh, that's, uh, you know, he's talking about the problem of having a pro team full of yes men that realistically, though, you know, uh, can I, I say think, something? I think can we, we can agree, I, don't we? That, uh, hang on, just a sec. Like a pro team, I think me and Chris agree about this. Like, in reality, when you have a pro team, if you're a manufacturer, you should really use the pro team to improve the product and put it out to them early on, uh, ask for their feedback. You know, you would hope that a series or a group of professional artists could come back yeah. and give you really good feedback on how to improve your product. 
But what happens in reality is everybody's getting free stuff and they just go, yeah, it's great, yeah, it's great. You, so you can run into the I've, problem. I've got to say something, though. It does work both ways as well. It's like I've given the... Like, I, I like the, So I, I want to preface this by saying people at Acus. They're very nice. I've spoken to them. Lovely people, very polite to talk to and, and so on. My, my only issue that I, I had was when I was giving them feedback about the machine. Again, somebody who's been tackling it for 20 years. Yes, they've been engineers at Cheyenne and so on, but they're not tattooists. Yep. So, you know, I'm giving them feedback from the machine compared to all the machines that I've used over the years. I have zero issues using and so on. And rather than kind of like taking it on board, I just had this kind of like, well, the thing is, see, you know, race car drivers don't build cars and so on. And I'm just like, doesn't matter, like fucking race car drivers drive the fucking car. And if the race car driver says that doesn't feel right, then the engineers that make the car should listen to the race car drivers and fucking adjust it accordingly. But they're nice people, but they just didn't listen. Absolutely. And if the race car engineer is also an ex-driver, that, that conversation is a lot easier when you go, look, it just won't turn into a corner they, 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 because they've got that mechanical understanding of the product that they make. I Personally, I don't like the idea of buying a tattoo machine off of somebody who doesn't tattoo because I just don't think they, you know, all of my machines are built by tattooists and I, I, I think they're the best, you know. Um, Apart from your Cheyenne runs, uh, no, I mean, well, actually, that <laughs> leads us into the next. That leads us into the next. Um, the next comment, Holland Beck Josh one says, "I haven't met an artist yet who likes to vote voltage control on the unlimited. Me either, but Cheyenne still makes some dope machines. Yes, they do. The Cheyenne, the Cheyenne Hawk pen changed yeah, the game. Do. Curious about the Unio." Uh, I would yeah. I would agree with you on that. I think the Hawk Pen might be the last great machine that Cheyenne have made. Although I do, I no, I do lo I do love the Unio. Um, I think it's got loads of great stuff on it. It's uh, it's a really good machine. I would like to see it in the format of their cla more classic machines. I, I genuinely don't believe the pen shape is the way forward. Uh, I think that the 90-degree machines that they make are still Potato the best of the potato. machines that they make. The Spirit, the Thunder, the Terra and the Luna are, for me, are the uh, flagship models in the, the Cheyenne range. Uh, however, I do like the Unio, but I don't like the pen shape of it. It's my only, the only thing, the only reason I don't use it is because it's a pen-shaped machine. So if you like pen-shaped machines, I'm sure you'll get on with it. But, you know, a lot of people have said it's, it, it vibrates. Uh, and it gets hot. Well, I, I haven't had any of those problems, you know, with mine. None of them at all. Don't get it. Use coil machines and, and then fucking feel something that vibrates. They fucking vibrate. They get hot. <laughs> it's, you know, it's friction. It, it's going to happen. Like, do you mean? It's like saying, like, I've sat down and my fucking arse is sore for sitting down for so long. Derek Roger, EF9BG, says on, this is on last week's episode, if you attend studios and conventions and get tattooed by different artists from around the globe, surely that's a collection. I've listened to most of your shows. On the whole, spelt incorrectly, they're good. But sometimes yous have no, little to no respect for the guys that pay your bills, brackets, clients, close brackets. Chris, I've been getting tattooed by different artists for over 40 years. Therefore, I consider myself a collector. What gives you the right to compare yourself to a dentist or a doctor? When you're out having a pint, you're a dude that doodles on human skin, nothing else. 
professional people and tradesmen have letters and certificates to prove they're qualified in their specific field. What do you have? Paul, tattoo groupies, really, I would, wouldn't let either of you draw your arse across my carpet, let alone tattoo my skin. All right, Derek, thanks for the comment. Fucking triggered much? <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, so right, I, I, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking delve into this. Let me get the comment up. One eternity later. I've commented back on that. So if you want to read my comment, just go and find that. It's on last week's episode. Five things you should, should never say to a tattooist. To be fair, uh, I commented back. And, can you say uh, one more thing? Yeah, you can. Say, you've said many things. You, one, one more. Oh, as for dragging, draw my ass across your carpet. I'm too fucking awful. I don't think I'm flexible enough to fucking <laughs> do that. So that I'm sorry to disappoint you. But like one thing I will say, and I think a lot of people maybe don't get it and maybe you are one of the people that don't get it a lot of the stuff we say on this podcast we are literally taking the fucking piss like we genuinely don't care about a lot of stuff like if you want to call yourself a collector fucking crack on it doesn't bother me it don't bother me i don't care i literally don't fucking care yeah okay moving on chad o'connell 7165 uh, says, while the price of machines have gone overboard, an important part of this argument is the R&D aspect. One company does all the work developing the machine and then the knockoff comes along and copies it. That's essentially why this person can pay 140 for the cheaper version. It's kind of shitty. Totally agree. I now, totally agree on that. I, I, this is something that I, we didn't really cover this last week, but I think that's a really important aspect of this. And I think Chad's absolutely right. One of... One of the problems of why the machines go up in price is that, the, unfortunately, the companies put the R&D money into it, but they know that within two months of that machine coming out, their sales are going to start being affected by the people that go out and buy the knockoff machine yeah. on Wish or Amazon or Etsy or whatever these things turn up. And the only thing that we can do as, as consumers is... Stick with the companies that are in the world of tattooing that make tattoo equipment. That's why I prefer to get my machines made by another tattooer because I prefer to support my fellow tattooists. Um, I think these machines are, you know, they're very attractive prices, particularly for beginners. But I do think that the business model is very, very questionable when they're, they're just taking machines that people have put a lot of time and effort into designing and then bringing them out, uh, you know, deliberately undercutting these people. And I do think that's a big problem. If we support the tattoo companies, and if you think a machine is too expensive, but you like the brand, buy one of their cheaper machines, you know. Like, you can go to Cheyenne and they've got, you know, $1,200 machines or £1,200 machines, but you can buy a Spirit or a Thunder you know really really yeah. really reasonably priced right so like, like what this we is should be thing, doing though. is supporting the, mach the 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 brands that are in the world of tattooing rather than supporting <clears throat> the brands that sell on amazon yeah you know which is which is why i won't review like that fucking machine that you were on but earlier on uh, and and the other side of it then is like if you are buying the cheaper tattoo machines and the knockoffs you are not supporting the tattoo industry and you are part of the problem. You're part of the reason why tattoo machines are getting expensive. Yeah. Xander Lurks says, now I'll have to explain this comment. I spearheaded the attack on waves for the subscription move. This is on last week's episode five things you should never say to a tattooist. 
uh, on Twitter, Reddit, directly, etc., and made as much noise as possible. Thankfully, everyone else shouted as loud as I did. Amazingly, it worked, and they are bringing back perpetual licenses alongside the subscription model. Took them less than a week to backtrack, if only Adobe weren't complete arseholes. <laughs> right. Well, so let me, let me just like, explain yeah, right. this. Can I, can I yeah, just, you know, can I say one, just one thing, just one thing, just one thing. It sounds like, right, you've got a really good set of skills, so why don't you harness that and get us more subscribers? <laughs> so here's here's what happened last week in the world of music right and i i mentioned it on the show last week and actually before the show came out that this had already happened but it was too late you know be because we were still in the middle of editing yeah. right for me to add anything in so i thought i'd pick that up this week so the company waves who make plugins for audio uh they they wanted to move from a perpetual license uh, system where you buy something, you just use it, and then you know until it's updated, and then you can choose to carry on using the thing that you've got, or you can you can update it, right? Yeah. They wanted to move to a subscription model, where and and you know basically they just stopped supporting any of the perpetual licenses on their plugins overnight, and went you either subscribe or forget it. It's not happening. That's that. You get no support of us. Now, as consumers, like I said, the other, you know, we were talking about machine prices last week, and I said, as consumers, all we can do is vote with our feet yeah. and not support brands and products that we think are too expensive. What's happened in the world of music production is that, and my YouTube feed has been full of this all last week and this week, of people saying, I'm just not going to use their plugins anymore. I'm going to delete all their plugins. I'm going to go and uh, use other people's yeah. plugins. I'm going to support other people that give a damn. And it's made them have to climb down. Good. And they've had to reinstate the perpetual licenses. So the power of the consumer is more than you think. So if you genuinely believe that a machine is too expensive, don't buy it. And the companies will then go, look, we can't seem to sell these machines above a certain price. And we as the consumers get to set the limit of yeah. what we'll spend. But also remember that you have the responsibility to not support the companies that deliberately undercut these yeah. other companies because what you're doing, by buying a £140 machine off Amazon, you are, you are forcing the price of, of yeah. the other manufacturers up. So, you know, we have the power in both directions. Support the industry, support the builders within the industry, and don't buy machines that you think are too expensive, but also don't support the knockoff people that just rip these guys off that are trying to do something good. Support the industry as a consumer. And the in, and hopefully we'll have successes like they have had in the music plugins world, you know, where they've actually convinced this company who are massive to go, okay, like, we're sorry, it was a mistake. You can have your perpetual licenses back because mm. that's what the consumers want. Vote with your feet, people. Vote with your feet. Consumers have the power here. If we don't put up with it, we don't have to. But we have to remember, don't support the people that are, that are making it almost impossible for these guys to make £500 or $500 machines because of the copyright infringement that yeah. goes acro on across our industry. Uh, do you know what's ironic about that, though? that... Do you know, that is do, the last comment. Do you know we did all of them. Do you know, yeah, but do you know what's ironic about that? And I, I commented on somebody's video, uh, somebody's comment on somebody's comment on one of our videos. And I said, the ironic thing is, as an industry, right, tattoo artists are the first people to fucking jump down someone's throat if they do someone else's tattoo 
And it's like, oh my god, you can't be mean, you breach my copyright. And then, but then they'll turn around and fucking buy copyrighted machines. They did copy machines. And I'm just like, it's like, okay, so if you're saying it's okay for me, for, for you, sorry, to go and buy machines that breach intellect, someone else's intellectual property and copyright and so on, then I can steal all of your fucking tattoos and just tattoo them again and post them online as well. That's fair game. Because, you know, if it's okay... It cuts both yeah, ways. if it's okay for you to do that, then it's okay for me to steal all of your fucking tattoos and redraw them and tattoo them. Because if you're going to tattoo with copying machines, don't whinge that someone's stealing your designs. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just saying. Yep, it cuts both ways. And so, with that, guys, that's been the Q&A show. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got... Uh, I hope we've answered uh, some of your questions. At least we've answered a, a bunch of them. And uh, so I hope that's uh, give you an idea of where we are. <laughs> See how many people we fucking trigger <laughs> this one. And so, with that, guys, I hope that's been... Uh, I hope that's been entertaining. Thanks for joining us again this Sunday. We really appreciate it. There's about 8,500 of you now. That's and, wild. Uh, we, you know, we appreciate... Almost all of you, except for one who I can it'll think less of. Than eight, <laughs> yeah, there'll be one subscriber <laughs> we're going to lose. He's probably in here. He's probably not even subscribed. So with that, uh, tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest. This has been That Tattoo Show. I've been Paul. And I've been Dr. Chris. Hope you enjoyed the Q&A. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Tatty bye. Boom. Mm.